Thank you very much for your company. You're listening to Morton News. My name is Andrew McCarthy Wood and today I like these uh, podcasts, these interviews, because I get to learn a whole lot of stuff. I'm currently with Yvonne Rinaldi. She's a principal of Caboolture Montessori School. Yvonne, how are you? I'm very, very good, thank you, and thanks for inviting me to the session. Yeah, look, um, thank you for coming on. And I'm really interested in this because we were talking a little bit off air. Um, drive past this place all of the time and... Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's very natural. It's very beautiful, um, but it stays out of the eye largely to the locals. I know you're doing a few things over Christmas that will change that, um, but we need to learn about Montessori, what it's all about. Uh, there's a couple of things that you want to chat about, uh, some of the similarities to mainstream uh, schooling and uh, maybe some of the differences. So, Let's start with Montessori. What is it in your words? Okay. So, yes, you're absolutely right. We are kind of hidden behind beautiful bush, but I think anybody that really wants to see how we combine education and nature should come and visit us at 200 Old Gimpy Road. Um, Who are we and what are we? First of all, we are a, what is considered out there, a alternative school. I just don't like the terminology of alternative school because the um, mythology attached to that really brings the school into a spectrum that is not correct. Um, Our education is very much based on scientific background. Um, Dr. Maria Montessori had planned for children to learn through their own capacity and through understanding how the brain functions. So coming into a Montessori school, what you're going to find is classrooms with different age groups, and that's because they are developmentally placed rather than by age or capacity or streamlined. So our children will excel generally in most areas because they are working at a very high level and always according to their interests and their um, engagement. We do have very strong requirements of our students. So again, another myth that I'd like to dispel is that our children are not just climbing trees and walking around aimlessly. They actually have very clear guidelines of what they have to do. We follow the Montessori curriculum. However, having said the Montessori curriculum, we need to remember that all independent schools, which we are part of, Um, have to comply with the national curriculum, have to comply with non-state schools accreditation. So it's not just a free-for-all at all. (laughs) Yeah, really interesting. Let's focus on some of the positives in what you've just said there. So one of the things that you've brought up is that a student that um, their age is basically left at the door. So they come in, it's all about their capabilities and um, their own journey, yeah? Correct. that means that a student that wants to be extended gets extended. Now, that's very different when it goes, let's just say, like a state school where you're put into a grade and there is a ceiling in each year level, isn't there? Um, pretty much what you said is um, exactly correct. When we say we can bring them in different age groups, what we've done is we've looked at developmental groups. So you'll find that we have three to six-year-olds in one room, we have six to nine-year-olds and nine to 12-year-olds. And exactly for the same reason that that grouping really seems to suit those children's needs. You will see that a, for instance, a year one who's in a cycle two, which is what we call a year one, may be working in grammar as a year three. 
but working in maths at a year one. But that child will be able to do what they really love and extend themselves both vertically in the curriculum, so going ahead in years, but also laterally. So we try and bring in other areas of interest to augment what they really like and get better at their uh, learning. As a principal of the school, you're talking with the parents. Why are the parents choosing Montessori? Like there are plenty of options in this area, but why have they made that choice? When you're talking with them, what do they say? Um, What they seem to come and say to us is, one, the school is small. Two, it's a very disciplined school. So the children learn very quickly that we respect them, but they have to respect us, respect themselves and nature because we are an environmental school. Um, So that's another reason. But I have to say our children succeed academically very well. So there's various reasons why a Montessori parent has chosen to become that. When you uh, take into account former students that have moved on through to high school, and you've been here for a while, so they would have gone high school, university, mm-hmm. into careers. Have you um, like kept an eye on and do you know yes. how they've gone? Um, actually, <laughs> it's good that you ask that because I keep in touch with the principals in the area of secondary schools and I visit them regularly once a year to see how my students are doing <laughs> and theirs. Um, and what we're finding out from their comments is that our students um, really are separated in many ways and stand out, one, because of their confidence. These kids come into their own really understanding of what they can and can't do. Two, their respectful behaviour. And three, they seem to go into high school with such excitement of wanting to learn. And when the principals talk to me, they say, you can pick a Montessori student because those are the ones that always ask for more work. Where do they go after that? Anywhere. We've had students that have become very famous um, as teachers in high schools, as lawyers, as hairdressers, as bull riders. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, again, we really foster that child's capability through their own really desire. But it's very varied how our students perform. Um, Many of them are school captains and lead the way. So we're quite excited with what we hear coming back from high school principals. Yeah, that'd be very encouraging data for you. So one of the things you mentioned was um, the level of respect that the students have and they carry that forward. Uh, We talk with a lot of um, teachers, just that's the way it is with conversation at the moment. And one of the big challenges that they say over and over again is that there's a shift in the amount of respect that students, particularly as they get into high school, have towards uh, those that, um, you know, whether you want to term it hold authority or are their teachers or their mentors, however you want to put it, but that respect's been shifting. For parents that are worried about their uh, children as they're growing up and maybe not quite grasping how respect should be mm-hmm. uh, informed and used, what would be some of the tips that you'd give them? Um, The tip is for parents to be present. I know how hard life has been for parents due to COVID, due to financial needs and so on, but parents need to be present. 
Um, children, unfortunately, will find ways to entertain themselves, to look for things that interest them. And if they don't have that adult guidance, unfortunately, what they seem to be going mostly to is digital implements. Yeah. And um, if you look at what is offered to young children from the age of seven, it's actually not appropriate. And we talk to parents at our school to say, try and avoid uh, technology as much as possible. I'm not saying eliminate it because technology is great and used properly is very fruitful for children and adults. But the amount of social media and so on that our kids are getting onto so early is actually changing the way they think. And unfortunately, yes, it's the behaviour that changes. Yeah. Try and take away a computer from a seven-year-old who's playing a game and see what happens. So, But if that's set maybe as the standard, then they will get used to that and they'll learn the respect and maybe even the rewards that they might get. Well, yes. Yes, we um, really show children that if they learn how to behave in a certain manner, that they get rewarded because people respect them. It's a natural way of being. Um, So it's not a program in our school. We don't run um, ethical programs and whatnot. It's actually part of our curriculum. Yeah, right. So for a parent that is thinking about Montessori, what does a day look like um, for that parent, a school day? Okay. So they will drop their children at the school at 8.15 in the morning and pick them up at 3. Um, parents are very involved and engaged in the school, so it's not unusual to see parents in the library or in the classroom or in the gardens or volunteering as PNF and so on. So parents are very much involved as much as they want to and feel that they can with school and with their children's learning. So it's very important to have that triangle. And we've been discussing what happens for the child and their education, but to put it into sim- simple terms for that parent, what does a, a day in the, the life of the school for a child look like? Well, very similar in as much as they start off very early in the day. Yeah. But our school, being Montessori, is slightly different and you'll find that our three-hour work cycle in the morning should be uninterrupted. So children actually can pick and choose what they have to do with the guidance of the adult. So the adult will say to them, you have to do some numeracy, literacy in the morning, and remember you've got a project on geography that you have to complete. When they do that is up to the child as long as it gets done. Um, Some children will do their work very quickly and then we'll extend them with projects. Um, Some we have to guide gently and remind them that they have work to do. But because the children are empowered to choose which work they start off with, you find that the engagement is much higher. So that's in the morning and then they will do the normal uh, playtimes and mid-morning breaks and so on for their rest periods. Um, But you will also see children running around the school at any time or working outside because if they need a physical break, they can take the break due to our lovely gardens that is easy to provide. And in, in the afternoon, they will finish off work and do projects. They are accountable, so they will have conferences with their teacher to find out what work they've done, and it has to be completed. So they have a very full day, and homework is limited to what the child needs rather than just provide copious homework. Um, But reading will go home, spelling will go home. So it's a 
very busy, busy day for our kids. Yvonne, one of the things that you said is that this is a small school and it's actually one of the strengths of the school, but it's a growing school and more and more parents <laughs> are cottoning on to Montessori being a really, really good option for their child. Um, what is the future of the school? What are some of the visions that you have? Well, the visions are actually materialising as we speak at the moment because we've just finished another classroom, so we're adding our fourth cycle three. And as I said, our cycles are three age groups in each classroom. So we've got three cycle ones, so that's our childcare and that's um, there's an availability of 88 students in the early years. We have a cycle two, your year one, two, three. We have four of those classrooms and now we'll have four of the older the senior uh, primary kids. We also have little toddlers. We have just over 40 little toddlers oh, wow. from 15 months to three years of age and planning for a high school. Oh, gee, that's, yeah, big news. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So will you progress through year on year Correct. to reach year 12? Yeah, right. Yes. We'll start off obviously with um, year seven, yep. but then grow biologically year by year with the support of the parents who want to come to Montessori. Yeah, the support of the parents, is is that because you've had parents saying, "I look, I'd like to prefer to keep continuity and I'd like to stay in a Montessori system? They haven't asked. They've demanded. <laughs> <laughs> parents really have been really stressing and pushing us and saying, come on, we love what you offer here. We want to see this continued. We don't want our children to go out there in a traditional system. So, yes, it is through parent demand. But I have to say COVID has put a huge dent in our timeline. So hopefully we'll keep on track, but we'll do the best we can. But, yes, there will be a high school. Yeah, just to look at your um, your parents. So for those that are listening to this and they may be trying to picture, you know, like are we actually the right type of family to mm-hmm. be going and getting connected with Montessori? Can you just take us through, uh, like we talked about what the students become and all of that sort of stuff, but what do the families look like that pull up in the car park each morning and drop their child off at 8.15? Um, when we looked at the profile of our parent body a few years ago, yeah. we had – very few from local areas, and we were collecting children from 50 kilometres in our oh, wow. in our area. Nowadays, because of the growth in the area, most of our students come from the local areas um, around the school. Who are our parents? They're very committed adults. They're very dedicated to their children's education. So you will find all types of parents in our school, from the person that is um, maybe a surgeon at the Kabulcha Hospital to our local um, milk person to anybody. So it's really open to everybody, but you do want parents that really want to understand Montessori and not to become part of a cult, but to become part of a family that really cares about wholesome education. Yeah, so when you're talking enrolments, when's the best time to enrol? Any day. Any um, day? Now? We, now? <laughs> yesterday? Right, yeah, <laughs> yesterday. We um, have just about completed our enrolments for 2023. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we are really um, at capacity with most of our older classrooms, so we're looking for younger children at the moment because we're trying to grow that level of uh, different age groups in every classroom. It's slightly different to a traditional school where you're just taking intake of any child that comes to the school. We have three age groups in every classroom, which we're trying to keep at 
the right level. So it's very different how we have to apply our enrolment process. Yeah, fantastic. Look, Yvonne Rinaldi, Principal of Caboolture Montessori School, thank you very much for your time. Only a pleasure. Thank you.